All right, Tim, it's the Friday shorty time. It's shorty time. Um, Tim. I'm still t- laughing. Tomorrow is, time. tomorrow is Veterans Day. It Thank is. you for your service to the country. It's appreciated on my end. It really is. Thank you. You're you're very welcome. I enjoyed every of the eight years I was in the military. I enjoyed all it, all eight of them. Now I'm joking partially when I say this, but other than the free meals you're going to get at different like Chili's, <laughs> wherever, what do you got planned for for tomorrow? And what does the day mean to you? We've talked about this on on previous podcasts. Um, you know, a lot of times people misconstrue Memorial Day and Veterans Day. They always want to thank a veteran. Hey, I appreciate you can thank me for my service anytime you want. Yeah, a Veteran Days Veterans Day is really the day that we honor and thank all those that have served our country. Yeah. Uh, no matter what branch of service, we'll even throw in the Coast Guard. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but in reality, you know, just if you've got a friend or a family member that served. You know, thank them. Just tell them thanks for their service. I, yeah. like I said, I spent eight years in. I have no regrets. I enjoyed every minute of it. I still have five guys that we were in the service together for a couple of years that are still very close, and we get together every couple of years with our mm. our wives and vacation for a week somewhere. And um, you know, just it's for me. I never took advantage. The only advantage I took from my service was I've got two college degrees from it. And, uh, for well, the longest I mean, time, that's, that's the least they could do. And, and you know, well, and, and for, for the longest time, that's all I ever really wanted. And then about five years ago, my wife, Cynthia was like, why don't you take advantage of all these free meals or free this or free that on veterans day? And I was just like, I'm not, I can afford a cup of coffee. I can afford a meal. I don't just, it never. And finally she drug me out once one day and we went to about 10 different places and had this and that and wound up having, you know, a fun time day drinking and eating meals at every little restaurant in town. And tomorrow, um, unfortunately I have a funeral to attend at 11 o'clock in the morning. But after that, uh, there will probably be, um, a Buffalo wild wing stop, uh, <laughs> an outback stop, a red lips, red lobster stop, a Starbucks, a red Robin, a Texas roadhouse. All those places are on my agenda to stop and, Get something free and have a drink, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're continuing this series of podcasts um, mm-hmm. from the Rigid After Party. We interviewed uh, Becky. She's been on uh, a couple weeks ago. And then we had uh, Pro Drains, Rob Broccolo on last week. And so we're going to continue on this week uh, with... Uh, Jake Cordero, bad mother flusher, mother flusher. on uh, Instagram. Still one of the coolest names. Yeah. And bad uh, mother flusher. So we will get to that in a minute. I just have one thing I wanted to say. So we are flying back. Well, I was flying back to Chicago from Cleveland, mm-hmm. Tim, mm-hmm. on the plane. And it's about an hour flight. And so somewhere during the flight, I was watching live TV or something. Yeah. And the seats were two and two. So two on the left and two on the right. And usually I can look out the window and, and uh, like if you're flying over Lake Michigan, you know, you got about 15 more minutes left in the flight or Mm -hmm. 20 minutes. 
And so I thought I heard the pilot come on and mention like where we were and all that stuff. So I kind of looked over my, and I was in the aisle seat. So I looked over uh, to the window to <laughs> look out to see if we're over Lake Michigan to gauge where we were. And the guy didn't even look at me. He just slammed the window shut. Like he did Ouch. not want me looking his way. <laughs> it's like, dang, bro. I don't think anything he could have been doing was anything That's remotely weird. interesting that I would want to keep looking over there. I just wanted to look out the window to see where we were. And he Ouch. put a put a stop to that, Tim. What do you think? <laughs> That's not good etiquette for seatmates. No. No, but uh, anyway, I thought that was kind of odd. Well, back to Jake. I, you know, I, I'd met Jake once before. At, I, I believe it was a wet show or somewhere. Um, but this was the first time I'd really gotten the opportunity to speak in depth with him about his background, and that's really what these interviews that we did at the Rigid um, uh, event at PHCC was. It was an opportunity for us to in, interact and engage with some of the influencers there, and I found Jake. Kind of a really interesting guy, um, getting a little bit of his background. So I'm I'm hoping those in the audience that don't know who he is or don't follow Bad Mother Flush or that they, you know, get a little background and enjoy the conversation that we had with him. Yeah, I mean, he really went into his background and um well, we can take a listen here. Here's the 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 recording from the Collision Bend Brewing Company at the Rigid After Party during PHCC. Hope you like it. All right, Tim, we're back at the Collision uh, Bend Brewing Company. Collision Bend Brewing Company, Cleveland, Ohio, part of PHCC. We're at the rigid, like, after party. I feel kind of like I'm on a remote with, like, a sports. That's what I was just saying. Like, you're, yeah. you're a sports sports animal, 890, yeah. and you're at a, you know, you're at one of these events. Yeah. Like Do I sound like I'm on old-time radio? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, gal. Yeah. Uh, no, but we just talked to Becky, and now we're bringing in some guests that are at the after party. And we have Jacob Cordero. He is the bad mother, mother flusher. flusher. <laughs> hi, up? guys. Hi, guys. How's it going? Good, mother man. Flusher's Plumbing here, representing <laughs> yeah. in the house. All right. So I love the name, yeah, Mother Flusher Plumbing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. But do you ever get like people like, what? Like, is this like when, when you're like a client, would they? Do they ever question or no? Is it like cool? So I had this conversation earlier and people do ask that question a lot. I have a good explanation for it. I always tell people, which makes a ton of sense, right? I haven't had any customer not like my name. You want to know why? They don't call me. I don't think I've ever had a customer saying, wow, Mother Flusher's Plumbing, that's just a dumb name, and then still call me and ask me for help. Yeah. You know, they, uh, you're right. And it's, it's, all the you're customers fixing, that call you're fixing me, their problem. They're right. just happy you fixed their no, problem. Yeah, why would they call somebody else if they already hate me from the get go because yeah. of my name? You but, know, they're. But, yeah, I mean, we just say that because you know we're, yeah, obviously we're it's, old it's, and we're used to a certain. It's things. a little ridiculous, but, but that's the whole gimmick. Our, and our, our whole our, our friend up in Canada, Pipe Wench. That's the name of her business, yep, Pipe Wench yep. Plumbing. You're right, and. You know, you think like, oh, the pipe. <laughs> like, who, who, and trust me, Leslie coming? is not a winch. No, At least I don't yeah. think so. But yeah, I mean, yeah. she's super cool. Yeah, yeah. she's and really you're cool. super cool. And we're, thank you, thank you for jumping on. Yeah, of we course. Really appreciate. It. Yeah, so people, people that don't like. I mean, I'm sure they're out there, but yeah. I don't hear about them because they're no. not calling my company. No, you know? no, I just and uh, so far, all the positive energy has been great because everybody that calls me loves the name, can't get yeah. enough of it. Sometimes they call me just because of the name. You know, you wouldn't believe how many times we hear it. But at the same token, 
we're professional about it. Yeah. This could have gone south very quickly, you sure. know. I tell people I could have been just a regular truck that said mother flushers and yeah. paintbrush on the side of it, and no one yeah, would have taken yeah. it seriously because it is ridiculous, you yeah. know. We we made it, or I should say, I, rather I made it, that this is the most professional and badass company that there is. Yeah. And I have to believe it 100% it, and more so because of the name, yeah. right? Yeah. You yeah. can't say it in vain and it's very easy to do so. <laughs> so if we did a bad job, you'd be like, damn, those mother flushers suck. I'll never call those mother yeah. flushers. But we have 5.0 reviews. We're, we're That's awesome. one of the most and highly rated right, companies in the, in as the high I recall, desert. there's yeah. a Mrs. Mother Flush. Wow, there is a Mrs. Flush. We made it a plumbing perspective because she started, I think she started following us or she liked a couple <laughs> posts. It was like, Mrs. Mother Flush, she's, she's following us. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Those selfies did some justice then. Huh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we did do the selfie. That's yep. right. Yeah. That's right. So you're from California. Yeah. A plumbing company in California. Um, what about Rigid? I mean, what, what, what does Rigid when you think of Rigid, what does Rigid mean to you? Legacy is, is a very strong word, I feel. And, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things that I, I, I'm, I'm a first generation. I'm the first plumber in my family. I didn't know about this kind of stuff until I started doing plumbing and getting into it and, and even knew that it was a thing on social media. And that's what really took over. But that's a new thing for everybody, really. It is. Know, is that social media presence is, is growing very very rapidly it's probably the fastest growing thing you can think of next to e-commerce you know (laughs) and it means a lot to start to find out that there's so many things out there that people support you and what you do in your specific niche not even plumbing in specific but literally anything that anybody likes to do there's somebody who's a pro at it somewhere you know and and somebody that has a legacy behind that before that you could even know stands out and Rigid was one of those that's like, well, I want to be the best, so what do I need to do to be the best? I need yeah. to use the best. And and Rigid was first on the call, and, and I'm glad that they're here for me, and I'm here for them. And it's in my life ingrained forever. I got the tattoo. You know? Until <laughs> the day it. I die, it's there. They might cut it off one day and, and frame it, but <laughs> that's beyond me. So, yeah, I, we were talking to Becky, and she, she mentioned that uh, – um, the tattoo after the rigid experience right and this may be a little inappropriate but i kind of like you know you you talk about people in aa or you know i'm six years sober i'm three how long you been a rigid user well honestly i've only been a plumber for seven years okay well so that's, that's decent amount of time right i i there's a long story to it but i was a, a water treatment specialist before that okay. for municipalities so i did water treatment water Makes sense for that area of the country right and I, I used to work for the government and i worked for like i said other municipalities and i did a uh, water quality testing you know that was my my thing i it still is really i like to think i, I install water softeners now mm. and i feel like i can talk somebody's ear off about water quality because mm-hmm. of my background in that and that's really i'm, I'm licensed through the state of california to do water testing for drinking water and uh i've only been using them for seven years if you think about it but then again i mean that's that's a long time not comparatively to the to a lot of people that i've met now i feel like i've been very humble you've been a plumber for seven years and you used rigid for seven years so i mean since the beginning yeah (laughs) that sounds better huh yeah like yeah since the beginning of my time as a plumber so you've got to take time out of your day to come to an event like this. Now, we know the connection with Rigid, but 
what do you get from a PHCC show like this? What, what are you hoping to gain from it? For me, the most important thing is that I've made so many friends over the years. Mm-hmm. And when I find out that a lot of my friends from, and this is from around the country, right, that I, I don't, there's not a whole lot of opportunities where I get to hang out with some of these people. I'm not really taking time out of my day, like you said, to, to fly to New York, to yeah. Rochester, to, to fly to, to Canada, to fly to here or there, right? What better way than for me to fly one time and see everybody all at once yeah. with all my friends? And thank you to, to Rigid and, and other companies that are allowing me to have this opportunity because that's incredible by itself and i am really good friends with these people that we do stay connected after this event it's not one time i go home i never talk to them again i'm gonna talk to these guys tomorrow and the day after that and when yep. i go home i'm gonna call ty i'm gonna call yeah nick i'm yeah. Gonna, you know and i get to talk to these guys and that's really really cool and we talk about problems that we're having or what this guy may have done um it's like a small therapy group almost it's i, I made yeah. friends i made lifelong friends out of this and I oh, want to say awesome. that that's really important, right? Now, this show in particular, I felt partially obligated because I was a part of the 100th anniversary yep. Rigid experience. experience. Yeah. So I want to be as involved with Rigid this year as I possibly can because I, I feel like it's mine. You yeah. know, I, I okay. feel partial ownership to this, yeah. so I want it, you know, yeah. and I'm going to be at every event that I can. For this. Supporting them for supporting This is the 100th of the year. This is engraved in history, you know. This is, it's... That tattoo ain't coming yeah, off. It's not coming off. <laughs> I'm, I'm for it. I'm in it for the long run. And if I can, I'd like to support the younger generations for times to come. I'll be here whenever they need me. You know, if, yep. if my name's called, I, I can spread my story over and over and over again. It's not going to change. You know. <laughs> so we're sitting here. You're wearing a, a, a chain, and it's a diamond encrusted toilet paper roll. Yeah. <laughs> What's my bus dollar down. bill? <laughs> yeah, I got my bus down on. It's got yeah, but you know? shouldn't it be flushable wipes or is it the toilet paper roll? No, it's toilet paper. Man. <laughs> So, you know, the money what, what's comes. The, what's the significance? I mean, I think I know, but tell us the significance. So, this is a, a toilet paper roll. Yeah. Um, it's 10 karat gold and it's 5K diamonds. VVS for all of you guys. In <laughs> um, the toilet paper that's unrolled in a fashion where it's in the shape of $100 bills. Yeah. Um, for those who can't see it. And then the part that's holding the chain to the medallion is a dollar sign. Yeah. And it's plumbing related obviously. Yeah, you know, course. it's a, it's shit money, you know? It's funny money. We we play with it. it smells like money. However you want to say it, those yeah. who know will know it. And it's one of those uh, if you know, you know kind of things, you know? <laughs> whenever I'm driving down the road and I see one of those honey dipper trucks, it's like, ah, it smells like money. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things I'm not going to be wearing around town or wear to the customer's <laughs> houses. I only wear it to special occasions. Yeah, so don't get out there I like, like oh, this guy showed awesome. up to my house wearing that thing. No, no, it's not one of those. It's I, I I put it on for the first time before I flew out in probably six months. I normally only wear it when I'm in Vegas and, and my grill is in my mouth to match. So. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so can I ask you how old you are? Uh, I just turned 29 in August. 29. Okay. Yeah. So did you go to college? Did you try college? Did you... You just said, you know, that's not for me. I'm going to try some the trades. Or uh, how, did, no how call- did your journey begin? Wow, that's a long story. You guys ready for it? It's actually well, it's a good yeah, one. Plenty of people uh, heard it. 30 minutes on the on the recorder. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As much time as you yeah, need. It's not too bad. I'm pretty quick with it. I've told it enough times. So, okay. <laughs> so I... Yeah, I've already be, I've always been pretty ambitious mm-hmm. um, as when I was young. Um, I'm an only child, and I grew up. My parents they wanted me to quit playing video games all the damn time. You know, I wasn't going out, wasn't being very social, and uh, 
one day my mom came in she asked me she's like hey you need to stop playing video games she's like i'm friends with the fire captain at, uh, from work and i want you they have this program it's called the fire explorers and you're gonna go over there and you're gonna hang out with the firefighters and i was like no i don't want to do that and they're like well you're done playing video games i was like why like it's, so wait a minute, wait a minute. Totally seven fine. years ago what was it like sonic the hedgehog what no was no i was i was uh, <laughs> about 12 at the time 12 years it starts it starts way then and oh I, and so I'll we're talking you. like tech mobile what like what what i that's madden you. you know yeah. madden so oh, no i was i was i'm super nerdy i still play games i was I'm like playing, halo or yeah I was, I was playing halo okay. call of duty um, anyway, I just interrupted. Yeah, I was ahead. playing RuneScape on the computer. Yeah. Doesn't know that is. <laughs> so, anyways, I became a fire explorer. Um, at the time, I was 13, and uh, when I turned 14, they allowed me into the program full time. Hate hated it. I didn't want to hang out there. It was just a thing that my mom made me do on on Wednesdays, you know. And after a while, I started falling in love. I started making friends there and started actually enjoying what I was doing. And uh, I still credit the fire department to this day to help me become a man. Like they, I learned a lot of things from there. Um, I was en- I ended up working probably like two to three weekends a month, every month there. My mom would make me do write outs, which was when I actually called in and I had to stay twenty four hours and do the. And I saw a lot of stuff. Don't get me wrong, a lot of really messed up things for someone who was thirteen, fourteen, fifteen to see. You know, and uh, I've. I've done a lot of things too, you know. I, I did I did my first CPR when I was fourteen. I had to talk to the counselor at my high school, you know. And uh, but I, I'm really proud of those experiences that I had. They made me grow up pretty quickly, and I and I got to mature very fast. And I didn't get to really hang out and watch TV with the firefighters. I was reading a book, I was cooking, I was doing dishes, I was washing the trucks, I was cleaning all the equipment all day long, and it felt like every day until I got hired when I was eighteen as a paid call, you know. Um, that's what I thought I was going to do all throughout high school was my goal. I was going to be a firefighter. So I wasn't going to go to college. I had already had that all planned out. Everything was going to go. At the time, California had a hiring freeze, and it was very difficult to become a firefighter at that time. And I was, I've always been pretty lucky with jobs. I was working for a Maverick Stadium. I got hired when I was 14. I worked there for four years. And it's a baseball stadium and local to the high desert, or it was. It's gone now. And I was a groundskeeper. I was cutting the grass mm-hmm. for the stadium. So I was juggling. I was on the math team. I was in the marching band. I was a fire explorer. And All right. What did you play in the marching band? I played the trumpet. Did you really? I, I'm okay. covered in tattoos now. For the, Is this being recorded? Like uh, video recorded? <laughs> no Nobody video can see me. Right. I'm covered in tattoos. I have face tattoos and stuff. But I, I used to be the guy that was on the map that people beat up. I was on the math team and really? played the trumpet and stuff like that. So... Anyways, I did all that, and I uh, was a fire explorer. I turned 18. I got hired on as a paid call firefighter with County Fire. And I was a EMT already, all that stuff. And I worked full-time for Par Electric as a fire watch out in the forest. So I flew in helicopters every day. They dropped me off in the forest, made sure I didn't catch the, Or made sure electricians didn't catch the forest on fire. It was my job. Ended up buying a house. I was uh, 19 years old when I closed escrow. And... The project ended. They moved to Oregon. They wanted me to go to Oregon, but I had made a mistake. I thought it was a mistake. I was like, well, I just bought a house. Like, I can't go to Oregon. I didn't know the project was just going to end like that. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, we finished it. So we're out, you know? Shit, I got to find something to do. Right. And uh, my family's in the water industry. Um, basically, all of my family's in the water industry mm-hmm. for municipalities. So I went on my plan B. I, I went, got my license, and um, tested for a local municipality, passed, got hired. 
And that became my new second. And I started putting in a lot of time there because now I had bills to pay. All of a sudden, it was like, it came real fast to me. And I didn't understand. Like, I thought I was like, oh, you just buy a house. And then were you, you just, married at the time? Dating no, or? no, no, just no. You 18. had met your wife. Yeah. Um, I had met my girlfriend shortly after, okay. which is my wife now. Yeah. And she ended up moving in with me. I, I, when I bought the house, I wasn't even planning on moving in. I wanted to stay with my parents forever. My dad was like, I'll build you a garage in the back and you can live there. <laughs> and as soon as I bought the house, my mom was like, hey, you got to get out. She's like, you have to get out by Monday. I'm like, why? Like, Dad said he, I could live in the back. Yeah. She's like, no, you just bought a house. Like, why don't you go live in your house? I'm yeah. like, because I want to rent it out. Yeah, yeah. make some money. She's like, well, money. I have Closet World coming on Monday, so you got to be out by Yeah, <laughs> your room's wow. becoming a big closet. Yeah. <laughs> closet World's coming on Monday to measure, so you yeah. got to be out. And that was the start of that. That's when my, my girlfriend came. We moved in. We just started a life that I didn't even know that was was even like happening yeah. right in front of me yeah you know? yeah and uh, yeah. it just kind of started and i was doing my thing with the water company and i was uh i was actually taking care of the fire explorer program that was my program for uh, about three years so since i was the only um paid employee for county fire that was willing to take care of the explorers i had i had 16 explorers and these are kids you know yeah. And then I was doing the training, taking care of them, and it, we had trainings every Wednesday, three hours every week. Their apprenticeship. Yeah, and, and just like I did it, you know, and then yeah. I learned from the people who wanted to take care of me and put in the time. But county was going through a weird phase of time. There was never anybody steady enough there that could even take care of it. So it kind of fell on my shoulders. And uh, county ended up having a change in program. I'm sure countywide it benefited them, but for our specific station, it was it was detrimental that that program didn't take place. Yeah. And reason being was because they were eliminating the paid call program, and they wanted they wanted they were opening up their own ambulance section, and they wanted all the paid call to transfer over to ambulance drivers, mm. or to be in the ambulance full time until they were able to get picked up full time for the fire department. Yeah, and I couldn't do that because I was working for the water company making like 24 bucks an hour yeah. and they wanted me to transfer from a paid call I could do whatever I want firefighter to an ambulance driver full time that made $12 an hour and I had yeah, bills to pay the math doesn't work out the math doesn't work out you don't have to be a math major and so I told them no and they said okay turn your badge in and I was like here it is yeah. you know this is this is life this is what life does to you sometimes yeah and uh, I have nothing bad to say I loved every minute of it. I still love it to this day. I, I always tell my wife, I mean, I'm thank God my business is successful, but if I ever win the lottery, I'm going to go back and volunteer all my time to the fire department. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's where, I, that's where I'm at with that. You know, I loved that's every cool. second of it, and I, I really dedicated my life to it. That's and very cool. I'm glad my business is successful and it's doing what it is. Um, what ended up happening after that is I ended up getting a job with the military as a water treatment specialist. And I went from taking care of like 50 tanks to taking care of one tank at a small airport on the military base. So I was a union employee now with Teamsters, and my job became very simple and very easy. So you weren't <laughs> in the military. You worked no, no, civilian, yeah, yeah, civilian. Civilian contractor. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, my job was just required by the contract for the company that hired me. And there was one. It's a forever job. I was replacing a guy that worked there for 45 years until the day he died. And they wanted to hire the youngest guy that was qualified. And out of 10 people, I was that happened to be me. I didn't know until, until way after I got hired when I wanted to meet the rest of the water crew. And my boss told me that there wasn't one. I was it. I was the water department. Yep. 
<laughs> so I took care of everything. Um, it took me about three months to figure out the systems by myself and processes and and nobody was there to teach me. So this was a totally like figure out what's wrong and fix it kind of thing. You know, no JT there. It's all there was nothing. The guy, the guy that the only guy that ever knew anything about it was gone. He was gone. Yeah, so it was all on me. And my boss at the time was just a general boss for we had different trades involved. Mm-hmm. There was a everything was journeyman level, and it was journeyman plumbers, journeyman HVAC, journeyman electricians street department, drywall guys. It was all union work, journeyman level stuff, right? And uh, after about three months, I fixed everything. It took me about an hour to do my job a day. And I called my boss. I didn't want to be that guy. They just sat around for eight hours a day. So I called him up and said, hey, what do you want me to do? And he's like, you're done? I was like, "I'm. Uh, there's literally nothing else I can do. And he's like, well, why don't you clean the mechanical room? I was like, I did that already. He's like, well, then come back to the base and clean this mechanical room. Okay. Every day, I cleaned mechanical rooms for six months. I think I cleaned every mechanical room on the base. And I didn't mind. I, like I had told him before, and it does get to a point, but I, I really didn't mind. I was like, I, uh, I don't want to be the guy that complains. I yep. make $40 well, an hour sense. right now, well. and I'll clean every mechanical room on the base twice if you yeah. ask me. I'll pick up dog crap all day long. You know, I'm making 40 bucks an hour. I have nothing to complain about. I was so bored. Yeah. Yeah. I did have something to complain about. I yeah. thought I was forgetting how to do my job. I was like, if I ever, if something ever happens here, I can't go work for another water company. I'm not going to know anything. I forgot how to do it. I'm just, I'm just maintenance. I'm a maintenance man it's now. Kind of robotic, you know? right? Yeah, I, I was just... like, I forgot. Before something was going wrong every day, and and I could go and fix it, and and it was so new and refreshing or whatever. And I was challenged at it. Yeah. This is just repetitive. And I was like, well, this is it for the next 45 years. Like, were you at Fort Ord? Fort Irwin. Fort Irwin. Okay. Yeah, I was at Fort Irwin and. Uh, the high desert is a national mm-hmm. training. Yeah, center. I know where it's at. Yeah. Okay. So I, I cleaned every mechanical room. I went in there one day all crazy. And I was like, hey, man, I can't clean another mechanical room. So I was like, I got to do something else today. And he's like, I don't know. I don't have anything else for you. I That day I became the glorified pool guy because they had a, a spray park for kids there. And then they had the military pool, which is like an Olympic sized mm-hmm. pool for like training. And then also, like during the summer, they have it open for the public. I ended up becoming the guy that took care of all the chemicals there. And I was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm certified in drinking water, but I guess I can take care of your pool, you know? (laughs) So I I became the salt guy. I did all the salt, the chlorine. I did the back tea testing. I became a glorified pool guy at at the end of that one. And then uh, my shop was a boiler crew and plumbers. Mm. And I started, uh, I had lunch with the plumbers every day. I started asking. I was like, hey, I'm so bored. If I clean another mechanical room, I don't know what I'll do. Like, I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. And uh, one of the guys was, he, like, had sick leave. He's an older guy, 60-something, you know. And he went on sick leave for, like, six months. And I told one of the guys, Dave, I said, hey, can I can I ride with you today? Can I go with you? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I can't clean another mechanical room. I'm not going to tell Jim. I'm just going to hop in with you. And he's like, all right. So I hopped in the truck and drove with him all day. And then I did it the entire time that that uh, Larry was gone for six months, you yeah. know? And in that time, I'm the type that asks a lot of questions. So I was like, hey, can I try that? Hey, can I try that? Hey, can I snake this? And then they were like, hey, you can't do that because you don't have the shots or you don't have this or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Like, all right. And then shortly but surely, I started gaining the knowledge. And uh, we took care of the gas system on base, too. So we were kind of like Southwest Gas, but it was all LPG propane there. Mm-hmm. And uh, a contractor hit a gas line. And it required all the guys there to fix it. They were behind like eight work orders on clogged drains. 
I was like, hey, I could take all those. I'll go clear all these drains. You guys handle that because I'm not allowed to be there anyway. They're like, are you sure? Like, we'll just call us if you need us. I'm like, all right. I made it like my mission to not need them, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go snake all these drains. I cleared them all, handled it all, finished all the work orders, handed it back in the morning. I was like, here, you guys are done. You did all these? I did all those. Don't worry about it. Then they started, the trust started coming, you know? And that's when they said you're a bad motherfucker. I started coming along <laughs> where I was the guy that they would like, if they were too busy or if they had extra, if they needed help, then they, they could have started being able to rely on here. me, you know? They could rely on me now. And then I started learning how to solder and do different things. And on that military base, I'm very grateful to it. I know I said I've all, I haven't been plumbing very long. And I know some of the people are, that are listening are thinking like, this guy, man, I've been a plumber for 20 years. I plumb circles around this dude. On the military base, there's every single type of plumbing that I've ever ran into yeah. in the field. There times 10. I crammed 15 years of knowledge into three years and five years of experience there at the base. I've seen every type of water heater, every type of drain, every type of toilet, every, you know, I fixed... 30 urinals a day every day for three weeks when the when the soldiers come through yeah i was going to say because that's the training center where yeah, it's a national training center they have everybody cycles every goes other and week trains. for two weeks yeah yep. everybody goes and trains for two weeks a year yep and, so you got and people just rotating in and out and you know you wouldn't believe how many showers and toilets and drains are clogged and broken and full oh, of yeah. crap oh yeah and uh it's it's literally a national training center for not just the military i'll tell you that right now <laughs> <laughs> but, but fast forward from that to like you're owning your own company. How? So how did that? There's a reason that all ties in. I I kind of started getting bullied at work. For uh, I ended up someone filed a grievance on me because you played the trumpet. Yeah, for playing the trumpet. <laughs> I still play the trumpet. By the way. <laughs> Listen, I can't play an instrument, so yeah. I can't talk. So <laughs> yeah, now they somebody ended up filing a grievance at me at work. Um, they said that I was stealing plumbing work. And this is fast forward uh, five years down the line. I worked for the military for five years. Mm. And they filed a grievance at me at work saying that I was taking plumbing work because I wasn't a plumber. Technically, my, my title was water treatment specialist. Okay. Now, granted, at this point in time, I'm doing plumbing every day, every single day. I go and do my job in the morning, and then I go do plumbing for six and a half hours for the rest of the day. Sure. I was in my own truck sometimes. I was doing full-blown everything, you know, taking work orders, taking every everything that everybody didn't want to do is what my job was, you know, <laughs> as a plumber. And I did all of it. And I never complained once about that. And I was just happy to not be cleaning mechanical rooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that one day it almost all ended when they filed agreements and the, the union went in. They did an investigation. I had to stop doing plumbing for a little bit. And then the union came back and in my favor. And they said that uh, because of my, my partner, Dave, that was teaching me, and because they were shorthanded, they, had, they were like two guys behind. They never hired anybody, especially because they thought they had me to back them up, right. which worked out in my favor. Uh, they said that every day counted one, as one day as cross-training as a journeyman plumber. That day, I became a journeyman plumber. Wow. Really? <laughs> Through the union. Yeah. Yeah. The, awesome. the grievance backfired. I was official. And then how long after that did you start your own business? Uh, a year later, I applied for my contractor's license. And the company signed off on me. And I passed first try. And then you just said, I'm just going to go for it? I'm just Well, no. I was, I was doing a little bit of side work here and there, which wasn't a problem because there was no conflict of interest since I was in the military base, right? And I was already mm-hmm. doing work for families and friends and... The same guy who filed agreements was very salty about me starting my own business that he kind of got a, a bunch of people together to be like, oh, well, if you're a contractor then, why don't you just 
take off from here? What do you even need this place for? You're just wasting everybody's time. You should start your own business. And uh, I was sick of it. That day I put in my two weeks and I said, you're right. I was like, print out of me a piece of paper. I'll I'll sign it right now. Sign a piece of paper and I quit. And then I was really scared. It was like, it sounded really tough in person, but I was really, really scared about it. I got to back this shit up. Yeah. And you know what? I... I was like, okay. Well, that guy gave you the push you needed, right? Like, yeah, I was okay. like, I make like six grand a month now after tax and everything or whatever. I was like, I need to make that now just to survive. I need to make at least $5,000 and, and we'll be okay, you know? Because you're not month. living above the garage anymore. Right. And, you know, my wife's scared of everything. Everybody's scared, but I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm, yeah. I'm doing it. I got tools. It's fine. I'm going to start doing things here and there. Uh, my first month in business, I think we made $28,000. And I thought it was a fluke. I was a little scared, you know. I was like, it's all right. Like, we got one lucky thing, yeah. and we handled it, and I pulled it out of my ass, but we're all right. And then the next month, it was like 35000 Yeah. So the so next month after that, yeah, an 35000 yeah. And then we probably went like four or five months where I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever done in my entire life. And then the next month, we made like 8000 And I was like, okay, there it is. Like, it's back to normal. We got to slow down. Like, everything slowed down. Stop the stop everything, you know? <laughs> like Reality check. Yeah, reality check kicked in. And I was like, you're not that cool. Just slow down. Let's let's run it. And then the next month after that, I think we made 60000 oh. And I was like, okay, now I'm really confused because the inconsistency is astronomical. And that's not okay either. You know, you can't make 8000 and then 60000 ha- and But the is w- that, I mean... Is that today? Is there an inconsistency with that? Or no, no, it's much more consistent yeah. now. Where I, I, I've got a pretty good beat on when we're about to be slow or yeah. slow down, or and it's not as astronomical numbers as eight thousand and sixty thousand. Well, I know yeah. that, but they're a lot more like within yeah. ten thousand dollars of each other, yeah. and it's it's a lot more money than that now too yeah. nowadays. So, but I, I got a good. I, I had to learn very quickly what it meant because I was like, there's there's no way. Then sure. it's very inaccurate, especially the first year of business for it to fluctuate that much and know why i had no idea why i couldn't even figure it out it was like i i haven't changed anything you know it's just just luck of the draw i guess i was just lucky you know think about that kind of income though i mean there are people out there now we're preaching to the choir since we're all you know everybody here is in the industry but if if you're listening to this podcast and you're not in the industry and you want to be in the industry that's a reason why you want to be one of the reasons why For you want sure. to be in the industry. I want to say it's not as easy as that though. Like I said, a lot of it, I, I really feel like yeah, it was genuinely luck, and and I'm blessed beyond means for yeah. that. And I've heard more sad stories than I've heard good stories. And if you're listening to this, it sounds like a good story, and it can go, it can be a sad story tomorrow too. Sure, sure. So, and I, and true, I live with that reality every day. I, I I think part of the success is that I'm not really trying to yeah. win. I'm just trying really hard not to lose. But nothing was ever handed to you. I mean, you no, earned, definitely not. Yeah, and I started with cool like two part. grand in my pocket and my yeah. and my truck, you know, mm-hmm. and turned it into a multi-million dollar company with several vehicles and yeah. equipment to my name, you know, and, and it's been three years, August eighth. Yeah, so, kick-ass logo and name. Yeah, and it's trademarked too. You can't have it. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks, man, for jumping on here. I know for sure. we're, we're at the brewery. We're just hanging out. I'm having a good time. Yeah. Thank you for listening to my story. That was a long one, and hopefully it inspired <laughs> no, some, some it's people it's out there. It does inspire somebody. Yeah, yeah I hope really it inspires some young people. And if and if anybody has any questions, they know where to find me on Instagram at Bad Mother Flusher. And yep. I'll yep. respond to the DMs. I'm an open book, and okay. I'll tell you what you need to do. You know, Jacob, cool. thank you very much. This yeah, has been cool. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. <laughs>